Hi, I'm Kat. I'm Abby. And welcome to Swift Lore Podcast, where we dive into the lyrics and lore of our Lord and Savior, Dr. Taylor Ellison Swift. Absolutely. That's why we're here. And here we are. Yeah. I didn't mess up the intro this week. I know. What am I going to do? <laughs> I thought you were about to be like, yes, you did. Do it again. <laughs> Abby and Kat were born in 1997 and became best friends when they were six. Grew up together and started a band and bonded over music ever since. 20 years later, they are all grown up and spend their free time analyzing lyrics. Now here they are talking all about their Lord and Savior, Dr. Taylor Allison Swift. Taylor, if you're listening, we love you. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what's happening. Well, I was in Albany for the last week. She was. And I just, like, I went from Albany and I pulled here first. So that's where I'm at. Who knows what energy you guys are going to get from me today. I will say, I did. I specifically did not tell you this because I wanted Ooh. to have it on the pod, right? It's the live react. <laughs> I went to karaoke, a karaoke party yesterday. I knew that. Hosted by friend of the podcast, Gabby. Slay. I won, uh, I won best performance. Fuck yeah. <laughs> of course you did. I won a bottle of tequila. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Which is very exciting. At least I'm pretty sure it's tequila. They told me when they handed it to me, and I think that's what they said. I haven't opened it yet. It's, that's fair enough. It's liquor bottle shaped. Fair enough. Wait, is it like wrapped or like? Is- yeah, it was wrapped. Oh, okay. It was so I cute. was like, how do you not know what kind it is? Oh, if yeah. There's a label. <laughs> I was like, I, I can't read. So, well, I was like, were you so drunk at karaoke that you forgot how to <laughs> no. read? Because like, been there, done that. I had one drink. Fair enough. Oh, one. It was a dirty Shirley. Ooh, yeah, it was good. Slay. All right. Do you have any updates? <sighs> oh. Um, I posted on our Instagram story earlier in the week about what bits people are committing to this year. Um, and then I forgot about it. So we got some answers <laughs> that I forgot to post and then time went on and it became, uh, more and more like, Oh, I have to just talk about this on the podcast instead of just, uh, answering it on the Instagram stories. It'd be like that sometimes. Um, one person, our friend Brianne responded and said, my bit is using the like heart hand emoji. <laughs> in serious situations because I've been doing it. <laughs> That's just how I always use it. But like I used to use it ironically, like I'm going to die heart hand emoji. <laughs> but now I feel like because of this podcast, I started using it unironically. Interesting. Because let's also like, that's very fearless coded. That's true. That's true. Um, and then another one that I want to shout out is being a rep TV clown, <laughs> which I think is a bit that we should all commit to. Come on. I have never felt... <laughs> foolish <laughs> you didn't eat your words though well so the thing is that i do value my health and wellness that's i told you to put on a cupcake and you said you think i have the time to craft my own cupcake store-bought is fine i have depression the stores are also still there I just, I just pull up to costco like can you write my words on a cupcake so i can eat it it's for a well, bit no you buy the cupcake <laughs> and then you write it on there yourself I guess. I'm Maybe sorry. next week. I didn't do that. I really did think about it. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I really did think about it. Instead, I just posted that really weird thing of me being uh, an Easter bunny. And that was an Easter egg because we covered Cruel Summer. It's Easter egg, Easter egg, Easter egg. It was Easter egg. It was Easter egg city. Also, the last song we sang at karaoke was Cruel Summer. And I screamed so much that I'm surprised I have a voice. Slay. So this week, we are doing... Well, the title would be, if there wasn't a character count, Hills That We Would Die On, But Nobody Asked Us To Die On This Hill. We're just already up here, and like the view is pretty great, so why not? Um, <laughs> it's basically songs that aren't everyone's cup of tea, but they're sure as hell ours. And that's why I'm covering It's Nice To Have A Friend. And I'm covering Midnight Rain. It's yeah. very slay. It is very slay. I'm very excited for mine. Um, I'm so excited for mine. This is an all-time favorite Taylor song for me. I really enjoyed this one. This is probably, this is my, I don't know if this is my favorite off Lover, but it's up there. You do really like this one. I love this song. When Lover first came out, this was my favorite song. And I can't wait to hear your take on it. I do just want to explain for those watching that I'm wearing a Black Sabbath shirt, which is pretty unlike me. It's one of those things where if I went in public and they said, name a Black Sabbath song, I could for sure name one. <laughs> name, name a Black Sabbath song. I do really like the song Paranoid. Yeah, I don't know any Black Sabbath songs, so I can't fact check you. <laughs> 
I like I'm I like, wearing the shirt. <laughs> like I recognize a few Black Sabbath songs, but the reason that I actually bought this shirt is because it looks like a shirt <laughs> that Drew Barrymore wears in the classic movie Charlie's Angels 2000, and I want to look like her. So that's why that's I incredible. bought this shirt, um, and I'm wearing it today because it's black and yellow, and which is like the midnight versus the sunshine. Slay. And also, I ran out of clothes. <laughs> also that. That too. That too. I was like, is she going to mention that? <laughs> and I'm wearing a pink sweater and a little heart-shaped necklace and a cute. blue sports bra. Because cute, cute, then you cute. can see the blue and the pink. Cute, cute, cute. It's giving lover. Two lovers in a row for you. I know. I'm double lovering. Love that for you. Lover that for you. Nope. Didn't like that. Didn't love her that. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it just keeps getting worse. <laughs> Who wants to go? I want think to? I think you should go first. Okay, good, because I wanted to go first. Okay, you should go <laughs> first, so you're going to go first now. It's nice to have a friend. This is the 17th track on Lover. It's also the penultimate track, as I saw it referred to somewhere. Second to last. Mm-hmm. I love penultimate. It's penultimate a banger of a word. It's a great word. It's a great word, and you don't get to use it that much. So here it is. This is the penultimate track <laughs> on Lover. Um... <laughs> My second note is just people hate this song and they're all wrong. <laughs> and if this song was on folklore, if it's nice to have a friend was on mm. folklore, you bitches would eat it up. Mm-hmm. And everybody says it's the worst track on Lover, and you're wrong. How could they say that? Me is when right me there. <laughs> okay, once again, it's I don't I don't have like me to me isn't a bad song. Still, but. it's not a bad song. It's just worse than this one. Yeah, neither. This song's fine. This, this song is so fun. One. It's so like it's a silly little song. It's so cute. It's fun. It's got a weird song structure because it's just verses and like a refrain line. There's no chorus. There's no bridge. It's just a fun little like it's experiment simple. in songwriting, and it's a really short song. Mm-hmm. When this came out, it was her shortest song ever. Mm. Now. Now that we don't talk is the shortest, and then Glitch is the second shortest, and then this. Which oh. I didn't realize Glitch was so short. Yeah. Seems like a Glitch. Um, and then in the background, there's like a little children's choir. I forgot to write down the name. And for some reason, the tracks on Lover don't have their own Wikipedia pages like a lot of her other songs do. Oh. Um, which is just really detrimental to my research. <laughs> Our extensive research. Our extensive research of genius Wikipedia and the old brain. <laughs> Um, the song is also featured prominently in the horror movie Megan, which I have not seen. The trailer. Is it only in the trailer? I thought it was in the actual movie during that weird dance sequence. No. It's not? I'm almost positive it's, there's just a spooky version in the trailer. Dang. Well. Which is inspired. That is an inspired choice. It is an inspired choice because this song has that kind of quality that you could make it creepy if you just changed the... The background a little bit. It's got a childlike quality to it, and children in a horror context are inherently creepy. <laughs> That's so true. Kids are terrifying, <laughs> especially in horror. Yeah. So Taylor spoke to Billboard about um, Lover in like 2019. I think she was their like Artist of the Year, um, and she specifically talked about it's nice to have a friend and how fun it was to write the song because. It's just verses. And she said, my whole body and soul wants to make a chorus. Every time I sit down to write a song, I'm like, okay, chorus time. Let's get the chorus done. But with this song, it's more like a poem and a story and a vibe and a feeling of, I love metaphors <laughs> <laughs> that kind of have more than one meeting. And I think I love the idea that on an album called Lover, we all want love. We all want to find somebody to see our sights with and hear things with and experience things with. Mm-hmm. Which we love a tangent queen. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck that has to do with the song, but I love it. I love metaphors. <laughs> it's a metaphor, you see. <laughs> you trail off and you just say it. Because, okay, to be fair, I added a pause after metaphors, but it was a story of vibe and a kind of feeling of dot, dot, dot. I love metaphors that. <laughs> um, and then also she said, like, we've been searching for love since we were kids. Um and she specifically says, like, when you have, like, a friend when you're a kid and you're, like, obsessed with just, like, hanging out with your friend and it's not necessarily romantic, but, like, you're just, like, that kind of all-consuming love. That's what it looks like when you're a kid. Um, and, yeah, so this song has never been performed live. Ever. Wow. I know. Well, I guess I understand why. But, like, as a surprise song, I think if this was a surprise song, people would like it more. You know what I mean? I don't know if I agree because 
the, what I really like about this song is the aesthetic of it, the vibe of it, like the ooze in the background, things like that, which wouldn't be there. I think on its own, if she were to play it probably on piano, just like really stripped down and how short it is. I, I see why she hasn't chosen it yet. I'm not saying it wouldn't be good. Yeah. But I see why I she just, hasn't chosen it. I think it. that one reason why people don't like it is because it sounds so different from the rest of Lover. Mm. So if it was in a surprise song context, because I think there's other songs that people... Like, I'm thinking of, like, I don't want to live forever. I never listened to that song. And then she did the surprise song, and I was like, oh, wow. I actually, like, I never listened to that, and that's actually, mm. like, a good song. It is a good song. So is Renegade. I love Renegade. In terms of my personal connections, I covered this song on my old YouTube channel. I remember Like, this. when Lover came out. And um, you had a cute little music video with I it. I did. That was when I was in my, like, music video era. So I would, like, record me, like, doing the cover, and then I would record, like, b-roll mm -hmm. it was cute i really liked that i did well i really like our cover of alaska still that slays it's really good and like the b-roll that we took it's just us hanging out at the lake house and just like having a good time it's just so in a little moment cute it's really cute we love we love that also i think this is probably like her sweetest love song because she wrote it as an adult with like all the knowledge of heartbreak and like what love is actually like as an adult but she still captured the like innocence and magic of real true love that can happen at any age. And like knowing what it feels like to get your heart like ripped out of your chest and like stamped into the mud and then still be able to write a song like this that's like so sweet and soft and innocent is like to me like the heart of the magic of Lover. Yeah, I think this is the rare case where there isn't anything sad about this song. There literally <laughs> isn't. Like there's... I don't think I made it sad. No, there's, I mean, I can't think, I can't think of a way to make it sad. And that's saying something. Cause I can make most things sad. It's my superpower. I can't remember if I made anything sad. Well, I guess we'll find out. We'll find out. We'll get there. <laughs> um, now into the lyrical analysis. I think this song is a lot like Mary's song off of debut, which mm -hmm. is about like neighbors growing up together, falling in love. Mm -hmm. I think this is a pretty similar story. So it starts off school bell rings. Um, We've talked many times about her ability to just like drop you into the world of the song in a really satisfying way that you just immediately know kind of like the vibe and the tone and where you are. And like opening with school bell rings, especially with the children's choir doing the ooze in the back. Yeah. You're like, you're in it immediately. Um, and it sets this like really happy tone right off the bat because it's like, oh, the school day's over. Like you're out, you're free. Um, and also like Lover has a lot of moments that allude to like high school and like younger age of like Miss Americana, the heartbreak prince. Um, wish I could think of another one. Um, and then she's kind of like creating this parallel between like finding the right person and realizing it's the exact type of love that you dreamed about when you were in like high school and you were thinking about like what it would be like to be in love one day and like actually finding that. Um, walk me home. It's just so cute. It's like, it's just like, the way that she says it where it's just school bell rings walk me home where it's not a question it's not like uh oh should like we walk home together it's like that's like it's a given it's they're already comfortable and like know each other and they're walking home from school together oh that makes sense i for some reason it was always just like the you is implied like you walk me home but yes I, but also so like a few lines later it's like want to hang out with a question mark so this is like before that level of like actually getting asked out like they just, they are every day. They like walk home together. That's cute. Or it's like that little kid thing where you're, you just, you're, uh, it's easier to be demanding when you're a kid. Cause you can just be like, walk me home. Or yes. like in seven, when Taylor talks about being able to throw a tantrum when you're a kid that you can't do anymore. You can, but you shouldn't. <laughs> I don't endorse tantrums most time. Um, <laughs> and then sidewalk chalk covered in snow. I mean, wow, it's so cute, but also just like the scene setting with like between the school bell rings and sidewalk chalk covered in snow. Like, you know exactly that it's like winter, but it's like early winter. So like, you're probably not sick of the snow yet. So it's very pretty. It's very cute. You're all excited because school's out. Like just her ability to set scene is just incredible. Like I want to teach like a college level class. that's just like setting the scene like taylor swift and creative writing like that would be yeah. a dream because she's so good at it so so good at it also is she implying well i don't know if she's implying this like winter break like the last day of school before winter break i think 
maybe. Okay. Because um, I'll just kind of jump ahead a little bit because the, the song ends with like stay in bed the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. So to me, it kind of like parallels like this is like the school bell ringing on like a Friday and it's like the whole weekend you spend together. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could be winter break. Lost my gloves. You give me one. Like how I had a, a boyfriend that I forgot my gloves and we did this. This was, it was our boyfriend. Sure it was. Um, and so <laughs> our, he, boyfriend. <laughs> our ex-boyfriend, sorry. Our ex. <laughs> um, our ex-boyfriend. It's not giving Polly. Um, Can I just really clarify real quick that there was like years in between. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like I dated him in like 2016 and she dated him in like 20, 2021. Yeah, it was not. There was no overlap. It wasn't weird. No, not it was weird. very normal. <laughs> Boundaries were discussed. It was a whole thing. Yeah, it was a whole thing. Um, But like where we went somewhere and I forgot my gloves. So like he gave me one of his and then we held hands in like my pocket that's really cute. Isn't that fucking cute? Yeah. Uh, why am I a lesbian? God damn it. No woman's ever done that for me. Um, anyways. Want to hang out? Yeah. Sounds like fun. It's so like, and so the want to hang out question mark is in like quotation marks. So the other person is asking Taylor. Um, and it's like so cute that it's just like that, that awkward experience of like asking someone on a date for the first time or getting asked on a date for the first time. And like, you're so anxious and so awkward, but then like hearing yes, you're just like, oh my God, I'm going to relate to every love song ever. And then usually that doesn't happen. But then when you do relate to the love songs, you can look back at it and like relate the way that you're feeling now to those old, old hopes and dreams. Yeah. Like, okay, this is a tangent that I didn't write down, but right now I'm reading um, Eli Rallo's book, I Didn't Know I Needed This, um, which she's on TikTok is like at the jar, but she's like a really amazing writer, like went to Columbia for journalism. Um, and it's this, it's like if Carrie Bradshaw was writing a book today, like this is the book she would write. Mm. And it's so good. And she talks about like her boyfriend. Um, and she said like, something about him not being like super experienced like in bed or something and she was like and it really surprised me because like he's the kind of person that people write books about and I was just like wow imagine somebody writing that about you my self-confidence would be through the roof forever (laughs) um which isn't really relevant to the song but also it's just it's on the brain and -hmm. like that kind of thing of like meeting somebody that feels right and you're just like yeah this is correct this is how it's supposed to always be um so want to hang out sounds like fun like the also the soft yes because you don't want to be like yes oh my gosh of course you're like yeah it sounds like, like you're trying to be casual you're not feeling <laughs> yeah, casual totally. oh been there been there done that <laughs> something about the like the elementary school crushes like when I was talking about all the way back in the mastermind episode, <laughs> when I was talking about the guy that I got to sit on the bench with while reading the book. Like that's what this reminds me of. It's just like that little. Kid, yeah, exactly. Little like that very innocent, like you don't know what it's like to be in love, but you're really excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that video games, you passed me a note. Video games. I think it's like funny. Cause like, I think back on, people who dated in high school I was not among them um but like a lot of times they would just like be doing their hobbies but like the other person would come it's just so cute I just love that I love the idea of being past notes <laughs> sleeping in tents <laughs> do you know where I'm going <laughs> for Abby's ninth birthday <laughs> I see the note. It says. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we'll, we'll explain the note after the story. Okay. So for Abby's ninth birthday, it was so much fun. It was a lot of fun. 99% of the night. <laughs> there were only three of us. It, yeah. It was just us and another friend. And Abby's parents took us to get like makeovers and we did a photo shoot. I still have the photo somewhere. It's very cute. Very it's fun. really cute. And then we camped out in Abby's backyard in a tent. And her family had recently gone camping, which included fishing. <laughs> so her sleeping bag had been improperly stored near some fish hooks. <laughs> oh, no. 
Where was it? Your thumb or was it your foot? It was my, it was my hand. Your hand. So she got a little fish hook to the hand. I did my finger at my like fingy. midnight. Because also, so we were out in this tent. And I had one of those like DVD players that like looked like a laptop, and we were watching like Aquamarine. Yeah, back in what two thousand six. Yeah, I that's... think we were watching like a Cinderella story, like that kind of. I vibe. know Aquamarine was in the mix. I'm sure yeah. about that, but I'm sure a Cinderella story was probably also like that. Yeah, because then yeah. also after we, because then it happened, and then we were trying to fix it, but we were nine, um, and so, so we then had we, to had to go, my mom. we had to go wake up her mom, and then we had to sleep inside. <laughs> yeah, but we watched Lizzie McGuire, we and did. like we watched Lizzie McGuire till we fell asleep. We're in my bed. Yeah, it was all three of us in the bed just being like, we have to go to sleep. And then we were all just like, tra- not traumatized. Uh, we were lightly startled. It was, <laughs> what an end to that party. Um, so the, the note that I wrote for this leaving intense line just goes TBT to the disaster for Shook birthday. <laughs> Which it wasn't a disaster as a whole. It was just that little, it's little fine. Blip. It was a good it's time. It's funny now. It's really funny now. <laughs> Um, it's nice to have a friend. <laughs> it really was that night. It really was. Because if you had been out there alone, oh. fish hook in the hand, not a friend in the world. would have been a goner. would have been a goner. You wouldn't have made it. Um, but there's also there's like a cheesy quote that I was obsessed with in like the eighth grade. That's like, love is friendship set on fire. Ooh. Which... I feel like it's only cheesy to me because I was so obsessed with it when everything that I liked was cheesy. I was obsessed with this quote during Speak Now era. Mm, mm -hmm. So like to me, this and being like 13, 14 are like inextricably linked. I get that. So it only feels cringe to me perhaps. Anyway, so like, yes, that idea of if you can't be friends with someone, then you can't really fall in love with them because... I mean, if you can't be friends with someone, how are you going to build a life with them or like anything, you know? Uh, yeah, I think they should be your best friend. Like exactly. The, your your person. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. Cat is always the third part of whatever future marriage I might have. But again, not Polly. Not in a, not in a weird way. Not Just in our in boyfriend a- kind of way. <laughs> it's more of a, a my friend Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's you and me and me and you and your friend friend Steve, Steve. but my partner is Steve. (laughs) Yes. Has that happened? I'm trying to think of a time that we hung out with like one whoever one of us was dating, and they were the third wheel. I feel like when you came to visit in New Paltz, when I visited you, they became the third wheel. (laughs) That's true. It's true and correct. Um, Verse two, because that so that it's nice to have a friend. Ooh. is repeated twice and like I wrote that it's a chorus but really it's a refrain because mm. that's it that's like there's no other chorus or like repeat anything it's just verses in that um verse two light pink sky visible strings can blues in those purple pink skies mm. um and also <laughs> oh, I just no! got angry again everyone wants to hate on this song but this is where the lover com- cover comes from and y'all eat that up that's true Say you're welcome. Say thank you to It's Nice to Have a Friend for the gorgeous cover thank of you, Lover. It's nice to have a friend. I was saying, oh no, because of On the Roof was reminding me again of our just growing up together. That's true. I didn't even write that down. <laughs> Abby had a roof that was very easy to climb on outside of her window. So we mm-hmm. just kind of hang out out there. Yeah. And the really shitty song that I wrote her for a 16th birthday, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the chorus included the line, let's climb out on the roof again. Cute. That's actually the only line I remember from that song, uh, I think, out of self-preservation. I haven't listened to it since I was 16, but I have the CD still, so. Horrifying. <laughs> um, this is like, that's like the albatross on around my neck. <laughs> it's just, I know it's there and I can't acknowledge I or I'll die. <laughs> well, I'm Only Me When I'm With You is also on the CD, so I'm thinking I'll bring it when we record that episode eventually, and then we can burn it together. All right, let me make a note to never <laughs> cover that. So that's the last song we cover. <laughs> Cat pulls a vigilante shit and no body, no crime before we cover that episode. You think I would murder somebody to get out of listening to the song when I was 16? <laughs> you might. I mean, you're not wrong. Thank you for the idea. Okay. I will not murder anybody. <laughs> no, I would no, no. like to make this very clear. Don't do murder. Cat's a vegetarian. <laughs> 
I mean, that's true. I don't even kill animals except for fish because I don't think they have souls. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're not making a crank case here. <laughs> I also, I stole that off the internet. I don't actually think that. I just, uh, if I didn't eat fish, it'd be too restrictive. Fair enough. Gotta get those vitamins. Gotta get those vitamins, you know? So, up on the roof. Um, besides our niche relation to the song, she actually references up on the roof or just like the roof a few times. Um, one in Cornelia street sat on the roof, you and I, after she goes to leave and then he tells her like, like, Hey, where'd you go? And she comes back and they sit on the roof together. Also in the bridge of King of my heart up on the roof with a schoolgirl crush. Mm. And she says, it's, it's like, up on the roof, the schoolgirl crush. It's so good. It's so good. I love that song so much. I forgot. I was like trying to remember where she says roof. And I was just like Googling like lover roof lyrics because I thought it was another song on lover besides Cornelia Street. And it wasn't. It was a rep song. But also, so her apartment on Cornelia Street that she was living in prior to lover being released um, had like a little outdoor living area on the roof. So that's probably why she references the roof so much. Like three songs. She she, ta- mm. she won't stop talking about this fucking roof, guys. She's <laughs> obsessed with her home. Uh, who does that? <laughs> I don't know why I'm in the mood to be such a bitch today, but we're leaning in. Um, but something about that roof was just apparently very relationship defining. I get it. I always, in high school, when I lived at that house with the roof, I had this dream where I was like, I'll bring my crush out on here and we're going to sit on the roof and look at the sky. But then no one uh, liked me like that. (laughs) That's a mood. (laughs) That's not true. That's mostly a joke. I didn't realize people liked me. That's a mood. (laughs) That is for sure the way it is. I remember, no, I'm not going to tangent again. Should I tangent? No. (laughs) No, I'm not going to do it. Even though Miss Taylor Ellison Swift herself does a tangent mid-sentence. I love metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue. Sun sinks down. No curfew. They're getting older. I just like the best part about dating as an adult is that like when you're dating the right person, you feel all like giddy and cute and like excited like you did when you were in high school. But like now you actually get to do what you want. Mm-hmm. No rules and breakable heaven. Am I right? Yeah. Um, 20 questions. We tell the truth. It's so like the thing about 20 questions is that like it gets a bad rep because the fuck boys have taken it over and used it to ask how many people you've slept (laughs) with or like if you're a virgin. Yeah. Um, but like in the context of this like cute, innocent little love song, they're actually using it to like get to know each other, Mm -hmm. which is another level of like cute high school relationship that like. Maybe she got to experience it. Maybe she didn't. But, like, either way, she's getting to experience it now. Like, this silly little game to, like, get to know it. It's so cute. Yeah. You've been stressed out lately. Yeah, me too. Mood. (laughs) Mood. But also, like, the idea of a late night heart-to-heart chat with the person that you're falling in love with on a little rooftop deck while the sun is setting. Stop it. I also but I want that. (laughs) Give me. You have that with me. Yeah, but I don't want to fall in love. <laughs> That's true. It would have happened by now if it was meant to be. If it was meant to be, it, it would have, have happened. Um, I think that this line following the 20 questions line is very intentional. Like, we tell the truth to each other, things that we might not tell other people, and admitting yes. that I'm stressed, you're stressed. Like, we're going through hard times right now, and that's something they might not share with other people. Yeah, but they're on this little, like, safe haven on the roof. Like, it's so cute. And bonding over trauma. We love we love an early relationship trauma bond. Just cute vibes. Something gave you the nerve to touch my hand. She, I kind of relate this back to the first verse of like the gloves, like the fixation on hands. Mm. I don't know. That's a thing. Um, but also like the innocence of like sharing gloves and like just touching hands on the roof is like drawing that parallel between like being a little kid and having an innocent crush and like this more intense like falling in love as an adult crush but it still has that like glow of innocent love where like you genuinely just like like being around this other person and you're not like falling in lust and confusing it for falling in love Mm -hmm. like when you meet like the right person like holding hands is like a big huge moment that like 
with somebody that's wrong where they like hold hands you're like no this is fine your hands kind of sweaty i don't know about this but like the first time you hold hands with somebody that you're like falling in love with it's like a magical yeah magical moment i wouldn't know um (laughs) anyways um then verse three we fast forward to the wedding oh i said i could make it hurt if i want to Uh oh i wouldn't marry me either she wrote all these cute songs about getting married and then they didn't. Anyway. Anyway. That was rude. <laughs> hey, I thought I had a sad note. <laughs> Honestly, I wrote down, I don't think I'm going to talk about this because I don't want to make it sad. But then you you offered the challenge up. <laughs> so I had to do true. it. That's true. I did. It you was had right to there. To him. I respect it. As a sad girly, I respect it. Sorry. I just accidentally like swallowed ice because it was a little tiny piece. Ooh. Rough. And it was just a surprise. I didn't like that. <laughs> surprise? Like a surprise. <laughs> that surprise you pay. <laughs> yeah. So follow us on Instagram. <laughs> All right. Song for next. <laughs> um, okay. Um, but also for the carry me home, I was, do people do the like crossing the threshold holding your wife in other countries or is that a U.S. thing? That's a great question. I'm fairly certain it's a U.S. thing. So in the U.S., the carry me home, it's like a tradition when you get married where like the husband will pick up the wife and like walk over the threshold of their house together. I don't know where it comes from. It's probably misogynistic. Personally, I never want to be picked up ever in my life. I deadlift so that I can pick up my future wife. Ooh, the duality of gay over here. The duality of gay. Sometimes I get drunk and I just pick people up. Mm. Abby can attest. I picked Abby up. Like last year. I think it was at my Halloween party. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I just be picking people up. I'm just like, I go to the gym. I bet I can pick you up. And then they'll be like, no, you can't. And then I do it. And they're like, that's so cool. And then more people want me to pick them up. That was also when you were dressed as Chrissy. So that's a real power. I was Chrissy Cunningham. And I was picking up you dressed as Eddie. (laughs) That tracks. We love that. Um, So yeah. So church bells ring, carry me home. That's just so cute. Like the, um, that image and then rice on the ground looks like snow that's another tradition at weddings i feel like that's a global thing i think that is where you like throw rice now they're trying to change it to like bird seed or like seeds of other types or like um biodegradable confetti because like obviously rice is not super great for the environment Mm -hmm. but i have this picture of my grandma and grandpa from their wedding and i already packed it because i went to look for it um but it's my favorite picture from their wedding and it's the two of them walking out of the church and like the rice getting thrown at them and like their rice is kind of like out of focus. Aww. It's a really cute picture. I'll probably post it on the Instagram. Um, not in the meme wrap up. <laughs> Maybe I'll put it, I'll put it on the story. <laughs> That's just a meme. It's like, this isn't a meme. This is just a really nice photograph of my grandparents that I have framed. <laughs> oh gosh. I also, you might have this note, but I just like the mirroring of the beginning of their relationship when the rice looks like Oh my gosh, like wait, snow. no, I did not write that down. Oh. Because I was too distracted by the... <laughs> by your grandparents. By my grandparents. Yeah. It's it's like a little yeah. throwback moment. Oh. Yeah, because they had the sidewalk chalk covered in snow and now it's the rice on the ground that looks like the first time. They, oh. It's so <laughs> cute. cute. Call my bluff. Call you babe. Um, in Cornelia Street, he called her bluff when she went to leave. Um, and then she turned around and came back. Now they're in love and she calls him babe. But also, I say him just because Taylor Swift is straight. Um, but one thing that some people do like about the song is that there's no um, pronouns used mm-hmm. on either part. Like she never refers to herself with feminine pronouns or to her partner with like masculine pronouns. So it's like more applicable to any relationship which we love yeah um have my back yeah every day feels like home i love the way that she used every day here because i feel like the way this i've always heard this line is every day feels like home but looking at it it's like have my back yeah every day and then line break feels like home so it works in both ways where it could be have my back every day and every day feels like home that's really cute like that's so cute and i love it's like the opposite of what we talked about last week with her repeating the same word twice in a sentence and Mm. having different meanings it's like she's using the same words in two sentences connecting that's really cool it's really cool because like you can't do that with a ton of phrases but it works so well here Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then stay in bed the whole weekend. So I kind of touched on this at the beginning with like, it starts with, um, school bell rings and that like feeling of freedom and joy. And then like the whole weekend staying in bed, um, like maybe the school bells ring on a Friday, maybe it was for a break, but either way, it's like that very rounded out narrative. Um, and it goes from the very cute, like innocent young love to what that kind of love can develop into, which is like a partner for life that you feel at home with and you built something with them and you grew up together. Um, <laughs> Feels like home in long story short. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. What what lyric is? Um, and it feels like home if the shoe fits. Well, yes, I totally forgot. I love that. Yeah. I love I've, that song a lot. That makes sense. It's a bop. Yeah. I didn't consult Genius for any of these notes this week. These were all off the dome, mm. um, which is why I forgot that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My discussion question, um, have you ever had one of those like cute moments dating as an adult that like reminded you of being a kid? Like me in the gloves with our ex-boyfriend? <laughs> or mm. I have another example if you want me to go first. Okay. Um, I was dating someone and the first time we kissed, she went to like drop me off at home and then I got out of the car and she was like, wait. And then she like got out of the car and like ran around and was like, can I kiss you? And I was like that, like it would be so cringy if it wasn't cute. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, it's one of those things where like if it, it feels so childlike, but like fit the vibe. Yeah. I mentioned this on a previous podcast and I edited it out because I didn't like the way I told the story, but I, um, went out with a, I went out with someone once as an adult where we ended up driving around my childhood neighborhood. Like so it was cute. on the way home from where we went. And so we drove around and it was just, and I was telling her about like little things that I remembered from being a kid. That's so really cute. cute. That's so cute. Yeah. All right. Well, that was all that I had wow I wow. like the song I have no problems with the song it's a bop okay midnight rain that doesn't feel like the right uh sound for it but that's what we're gonna go with because that's the vibe um <laughs> no it's definitely not that one <sighs> midnight rain <laughs> with your host Abby of the Swim <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> okay, it's, I'm coming around to it. <laughs> it's the dance, right? I, <laughs> okay, that's enough. The way that it goes, there's a random dog break, and then it goes back into it, the beat drop. I think that if it didn't start with the baby cry, <laughs> it would really have a lot more going for it. Yeah, I don't true. know why. Like that's the preloaded sound on here. I don't either. And we keep saying that we're gonna. One? Uh, it's <laughs> it's that sax. It's uh, that Kenny G sound. <laughs> that, <laughs> that Kenny G mom. <laughs> that false that's god. That's false god. Midnight rain. Okay, midnight rain. This is the sixth track on Taylor's 10th album, Midnight's, which was released on October 21st, 2022. As we know, I'm a Midnight's girly. I've spoke about this at length. Um, <laughs> this is a song that you listen to while you're drying your tears from Yo-Yak. That's my second note, is oh. that this comes right after Yo-Yak. No, it's fine. You can step on my notes. That's how this works. Brain cell <laughs> ping pong. Dun, 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 like, dun, 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 that's, dun. that's how it works. That's how it feels. But it's so funny. And I recorded a TikTok of this once, and then I deleted it because I couldn't get the comedic timing quite right. <laughs> But it's like, you're listening to your on your own kid. And it's like, yeah, you can face this. And then like it ends and it's just like that weird, it's not really a siren noise, Wait. but it's like a, <laughs> no, I meant the end of Yo-Yak. That's like, it's oh, like an ending yeah, yeah, siren. Yeah, the and then thing. it goes into, <laughs> you wanted to to <laughs> it's like the, the one TikTok sound that's like the end of one like sad song. It's like, you can't get any worse. And then falling by Harry Styles starts. Oh, They're like, oh no. God. Yeah, well, because this song, like, this song makes me, like, mm, it's, like, makes me feral in a different way than Yo-Yak, but Yo-Yak is so devastating, and, a, and, and then just going into this, it's a lot. It's emotional whiplash, for sure. 
So the title Midnight Rain was announced on Midnight's Mayhem with me. It was the fourth out of 13 episodes on September 28th, 2022. I already covered episode one and two. I think it was Masterminds and Vigilante shit. This is the fourth. I didn't look up what the third one was, but I'm upset that it's out of order. (laughs) That's what I was going to (laughs) Google. Oh, episode three was question. Oh, we'll get there eventually. So... I remember when this title was announced and everyone was just like, Midnight Rain. That's like, it's going to be like lyrically so, and it is lyrically so, but like they were expecting a certain vibe. It was kind of like when the track list for Harry's house came out and everyone was like, Little Freak. (laughs) And then Little Freak ended up making everyone cry. (laughs) Like this was the same thing. Little Freak was like, ooh, I'm going to like go out tonight. It's going to be so much fun. And then you're standing outside a club and it starts downpouring. (laughs) That's what Little Freak is. That's what Little Freak was. That's kind of what this one is, too. Yeah. Um, It is performed as the third song in the Midnight section of the Eras Tour. Very surprised it's performed on the Eras Tour, honestly. Yeah, like, I don't think that it has, like, single quality to it. Yeah. But, I mean, I feel like it it is the only track that says Midnight in the title. Oh, that's true. Plus, she loves an umbrella. That's true. I just feel like... No. On 1989 tour, how you get the girl performance, they had umbrellas. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it's kind of a dark horse of a song. I wasn't expecting it to be on the set list, and then it was, and I was, like, losing my mind. As you should. I was one of the Eras Tour people who showed up not knowing the set list by heart. I just kind of vibed. Yeah, like, we... You weren't avoiding spoilers, but you weren't searching them out. Yeah. So I didn't know. Like when there was only one Speak Now song, I leaned over to Kat. I was like, that's it? There's only one Speak Now song? I was like, I'm so sorry. And no debut? I saw her pre-Long Live getting added. Again, villain origin story. Yeah. This next note I think you're going to find really exciting. Okay. I'm excited. I just wrote, return of the Moog. This time it's not even the mini version. We got a full-size Moog. It's the full Moog. It's the full Moog. (laughs) The full Moog is here. Guys, it's the full Moog. Aren't you excited? I'm so excited. That also means that the the moog shrank towards the <laughs> started a full moog over the course of midnight's dwindled to a mini moog. For and that was mastermind. the mastermind is that it's eventually it'll be pocket sized moog. I got a pocket, got a pocket full of moog. <laughs> it's like that meme that Danny DeVito doesn't get older. He just slowly <laughs> implodes on himself until eventually he becomes a star. I love Danny DeVito. This is a Danny DeVito fan podcast. (laughs) Danny DeVito come on the pod. (laughs) Oh, he'd be fun. (laughs) He'd be so fun. Oh, my goodness. Um, So this song. (laughs) Danny DeVito. Um, So this song with the Moog. uh, The Moog of it all. The Moog of it all. (laughs) (laughs) What are we going to do when we cover August? I don't know. Just laugh the entire time. The whole every single line we're just going to add of it all. I think I actually got that. No. Okay. So at my 13th birthday party, (laughs) uh, TGIF by Katy Perry had just come out. And, you know, typical 13 year old humor. Every line, we just thought it was really funny to end it with in my pants. So it was like, there's a stranger in my pants. There's a, you, you, (laughs) you get it. And then when we stopped finding that funny, we picked up the day. Daring, daring book, book for, for girls. girls and we just we went through the entry about boys and we added in we passed we sat in a circle and we would read a <laughs> sentence and add in my pants to the end we'd all fucking crack up laughing and then we'd pass the book and then the next person would read the- and sometimes it made no sense didn't stop the laughter <laughs> did not stop the laughter <laughs> it was also the day that gay marriage was passed oh wow that's the first time somebody asked me if i was gay <laughs> because i was real excited it was a very momentous and, occasion and one of our friends went Kat, I don't mean I don't mean to be like mean, but are you okay? <laughs> I was like, no, I'm just an ally. I'm just really excited for these other people that aren't me. Ally. Wow, that was a pretty iconic night. We're just going through all of our iconic <laughs> nights of cabbie past over here. For real. Oh man. It's like sleepover 2.0. So, so the moog. The moog. The moog of it all. Um, some people really don't like the distorted vocals. They were really, like they call that opening, they're like jump scare sort of situation. Um, that's what makes the song, I would say, like controversial. Like people aren't really a fan of that, which is, that's that's their opinion. <laughs> so I'm like blinking in the corner. But <laughs> personally, I'm feral for it. Fair enough. I actually like it more than the chorus where she does it without the distortion. I wish it was distorted 
the chorus was distorted every time. Personally, that's that's my opinion. <laughs> that's my opinion. Um, after Midnight's was released, Midnight Rain debuted and peaked at number five on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 and number five on the Billboard Global 200. Sick. There was a Billboard critic, Jason Lipschutz, um, who said that the vocal shifts act as a call and response between the song's narrator and subject. And I like need a moment to kind of uh, wait. Can you repeat that. that? Yeah, the vocal shifts act as a call and response between the song's narrator and the subject. Slay, Jason. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't make the Jason Derulo joke I was thinking of. <laughs> you deserve better than that, Jason. We're like slicing. I regret that immediately. Jason Lipschitz. I made it. Jason Lipschitz. I was I was between the Jason Derulo joke and the Lipschitz joke from uh, He Had It Coming. Oh, so I think he might have gotten the better joke there. Well, um, yeah, it, <laughs> I was like, it wasn't a good joke, but it's listen. I make bad jokes all the time, so <laughs> my life is one big bad joke. Personally, so true. Oh man. Okay. Um, so this is another song where the narrator chooses their career and fame over a domestic life with a partner, which is like Tis the Damn Season. You can also make the comparison to The One. And Lavender Haze. And Lavender Haze. That one, she does choose the relationship, though. Oh, that's true. And this one, it's about how she left the relationship behind to pursue something else. Right, yeah. So it's the exact opposite of what I just said. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to give you points for days, it anyway. <laughs> Do you remember saying that when you yes. say something wrong and you go, well, it's opposite day. It's opposite day. And then you would say it's not opposite day to throw them off because that meant that it is. Dun, dun, dun. Anyway, I was cool as a kid. No. <laughs> Sorry, I hit it too late. The vet was gone. <laughs> Slipped away. It was just Abby saying that she was cool. <laughs> Abby was cool. She was friends with me and I didn't get bullied because I was too mean for it. Oh, um, Wow. Okay. Anyways. Wow. All right. Um, Today is just all tangents. Oops, all tangents. Once again, when is it not? Oops. I, friend did. of the podcast, Sylvia, <laughs> sent me a TikTok of someone just constantly going on tangents because of their ADHD. And she said, this is literally every episode of Swift Lord. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I can't even be mad about it. It's, it's just the truth. Oh, man. I think the tangents make us more fun. It's true. Um. I don't know if I'll keep this in, but I have to mention that this song reminds me of Steve and Nancy from Stranger Things a lot every time I listen to it. Wait, you're so right. If you watch Stranger Things and you listen to the know. song again, if you know, you know, because it's kind of a cool thing to look at. Pretty much every lyric matches up. So we love that. Yeah. Another interpretation of this, I f this is not the way that Taylor wrote it, but as someone who went through the things that I went through, the comp head of it all, and compad of it all. This really feels like compulsory heterosexuality. And I do want to just make it like extra clear that we don't think that Taylor no. Swift is queer in any way, especially because that New York Times opinion piece that came out this week yeah. that they publicly were like, that's fucked up to say. That was fucked up to say. We will never speculate on Taylor's sexuality here on this podcast. Yeah. Let so I just want to make it clear that like yes. us as queer people relating to this song and compet of it all. Yes. Is us. Yes. It's, this it's is my, my experience her. and how, how I interpret the song is very compet. Yeah. Cause I, um, same. Yeah. Where when you're dating someone who's perfectly nice and it's still, you leave it behind. It's still not right for you. Um, which is meaningful to me as someone who has been through it, who through that specific thing. Yes. Just when you're with someone who's perfectly nice, I broke his heart because he was nice. And yeah. like, it's, it's, it's tough to be in that position. I feel like that's why I don't listen to the song too much because at first I was like, yeah, it's fine. I don't listen to it too much. And then you were just like, this reminds me of our ex. And I was just like, oh, now I can never <laughs> listen to it again. Well, now you can think about Steve and Nancy if you now want. Now I can think about Steve and Nancy. So there you go. So onto the lyrical analysis of it all. One thing that I find really interesting that I did not pick up on until doing this, which often every week, I'm just As like, I didn't even think about that. This song starts with rain. It just starts with the word rain. It doesn't start with midnight rain. And when you think about the chorus, I always thought like midnight rain was how the chorus started. It's not. Midnight is the word before the chorus. So it's like he was sunshine. I was midnight break. And then rain what yeah what yeah 
And I'll get more into that. Um, but it's carrying on from the verse. So she's saying, like, all of me changed like midnight. And then comparing herself as rain and him as sunshine. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I think the reason why is because midnight's the whole concept of the album and the sleepless nights that she has at midnight. So she's frequently bringing up midnight in the song because she thinks of him at midnight. So she's saying, I'm midnight. I'm these sleepless nights. Mm -hmm. And he's sunshine. We're in different sides of the day, basically. Yeah. Um, which is just so, it's so cool. This is cool. This song is, it's a good song. Yeah, it's good. Uh, pop is a pop. Pop is a pop. He wanted it comfortable. I wanted that pain. Just like me for real. <laughs> so a couple of comparisons that Genius brought up. The way I loved you. He's charming and endearing and I'm comfortable, but I miss screaming and fighting and kissing in the rain. It's a pretty, uh, pretty good comparison there. Um, Reflecting on a relationship that was good and nice, but sometimes when we're younger, we can kind of crave the drama. Yeah. Like when we're in a comfortable relationship and something doesn't doesn't feel right, it feels like it's not necessarily enough, mm -hmm. um, or that it's missing something because there isn't that like angst. Yeah. Especially because like every like love story, whatever that you read is like, there's always a third act breakup. There's always yeah. the drama. There's always drama. So when you don't have that. It feels off-putting. Yeah, it can. Another interpretation can be that when she wanted the pain, that means she could have had a really comfortable life with him, but instead she chose a really difficult path of pursuing fame in her career, which is mm -hmm. going to be painful. Yeah. So. I like that. He wanted a bride. I was making my own name. Just a continued discussion of the fact that he wanted to settle down. She could have had a very good domestic life and she wanted to go and... Be Taylor Swift. <laughs> I was going to say, like, be the most amazing person ever, you know? Yeah. Um, like, he wanted to settle down, but she was only just beginning. She was about to take off. I do have a theory that this song, it relates to a lot of songs from, like, debut and, like, early album eras. So I'm thinking that it might be from a relationship, like, way far back. I don't know. People do speculate on who it's about. I don't, I don't really think about that. But I think this is from something, like, before she really took off, even. Hmm. Although she's kind of always been famous. Taylor Swift, you have always been famous. That's true. Um, she mentions bride also in Lavender Haze. All they keep asking me is if I'm going to be your bride. So this could potentially be a different side of that. Like he wanted a bride. They keep asking me if I'm going to be your bride. This is something that's on her mind and it's not quite something that she wants right now. Yeah. I think also like Midnight's is her first album that came out. When she was over 30, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. I mean, I guess Folklore Evermore, but those aren't about her. Anyways, I think that, like, once you hit 30, the pressure from people to get married, like, skyrockets. Because mm -hmm. everybody expects you to be married by that point. So it's definitely, like, on the brain. I mean, she mentions bride and marriage three times on Midnight's, mm -hmm. which is a very high concentration. Yeah. She doesn't, whenever she uses the word bride, like, she would have made such a lovely bride. All they keep asking me is if I'm going to be your bride. It's pretty negative, quote unquote negative. Like it's something that she feels the pressure of. Because I also think, because I mean, I'm on like wedding TikTok because I'm 26. <laughs> so that's just where I'm at. But like the amount of pressure that people put onto like this one day of like being a bride and mm. being like this perfect day, like your wedding being perfect in every way. And it has to be the most amazing day of your life. It's like, it's so much pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, obviously Taylor Swift is going to have better days in her wedding probably. Yeah. Like every other day where she just gets to be Taylor Swift. It, and it's also completely valid to date someone and not be thinking about marriage. You can date someone forever and not get married to them. You can enjoy life as it comes and just like think about that later. But in society, there's always a pressure yeah. like when are you going to get married? And then once you get married, when are you going to have kids? Mm. And that's just exhausting. <laughs> um, chasing that fame he stayed the same so she grew without him but he never had those same aspirations it's a very tis the damn season very um, tis the damn season very order. similar um another debut track 15 back then i swore i was gonna marry him sorry it's fearless track oh my god no i just feel so stupid that i got that wrong no because she talks about high school and it. it feels debut it, it's, I associate it with, the, it's the first song, one of the first songs I heard, but, but you're right, it is Fearless. I was thinking of, never mind. Okay. It's the second so, track on Fearless, I think. Got it. 
So another reference to a track from her earlier albums, 15. Back then I swore I was going to marry him someday, but I realized some bigger dreams of mine. Um, all of me changed like midnight. How at midnight the clock strikes 12 and then all of a sudden it's a new day. Calendar changes, swiped clean. In the blink of an eye, everything changes. And so he's staying the same. He's staying static. He's staying on the same day. And she wants to, to move on, go move forward um, in a different way. And I just wrote a comparison. It's the opposite of New Year's Day. She does not want to be picking up bottles with him on New Year's Day. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Apologies. Apologies. She's like, oh, it's New Year. Oh, you're still here. <laughs> Ooh. Uh. Ooh. Maybe we should talk. Imagine she getting dumped on New Year's Day, but like at like 12.05 a.m. <laughs> I'm sure it's happened. I'm certain it's happened. What Not a to way me, to start God. the year. If that's ever happened to you, Wolf, I'm sorry. And I hope you're better off now. If that's ever happened to you. Yikes. Yikes. Um, okay. So... The chorus starts with this distortion, then there's a verse, the chorus again, also distorted, second verse, and then the chorus comes back, but it's not distorted. Um, so just like an interesting way that the song is put together. My town was a wasteland. So she's justifying the decision that she made by saying where I came from, it was, it was a wasteland. It wasn't... It wasn't what I wanted at all. It was full of cages, full of fences, pageant queens, big pretenders. She, full of cages, being trapped, full of fences. There were barriers and obstacles to what she wanted. Pageant queens, these stereotypically beautiful girls who focus on, like, the, the outer beauty. Um, in Dorothea, there's that line, skipping the prom just to piss off your mom and her pageant schemes. So that's something that the characters in Taylor's songs, or Taylor herself, typically sees as, like, that's not my life. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also in Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince, no cameras catch my pageant smile, which leads into big pretenders like pageant queens represent having that pageant smile, not necessarily being happy. Yes. And also bring on all the pretenders. I'm not afraid just because I love mentioning long live when I can. Ouch. Ouch. Okay. But for some, it was paradise. She's validating like that could be what some people want. And that's valid. Some people love cages and pageant queens, and that's, you know? And also, it seems like this person she's talking about that she left behind also likes that life. Yeah, because to, to her, it feels like being trapped and being fake. But to them, it's like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. Right. Look at the locks on this cage. They're so excited. I don't know. I'm trying to make cages fun. It's not working. <laughs> my boy was a montage. <sighs> Such a good line. Yeah, like, I wrote about Death by a Thousand Cuts. We mentioned the song Supercut by Lord mm -hmm. that week, um, but also flashbacks waking me up, being haunted by the memories, which is something that Taylor references a lot. Like in the song Haunted, for example. For example. So she's living through this fantasy, this movie-like relationship that she's having, this montage of happy moments, comforting moments, things that she should be enjoying, mm -hmm. that she wished she was enjoying more. But then also, it if you're dating someone, you're like, that person's like a montage. It almost is like, they're too good to be true. Like, something about this feels fake and, like, not mm -hmm. real. Yeah. Even if they're being genuine. If you're dating someone where every day is a highlight reel, like, you would, I would feel so, like, weird and out of place if I was dating somebody like that. She feels like a pageant queen and a big pretender. Exactly. Like, she's, she, as, when she's in that life, that's how she feels. It doesn't feel like she's being her true self or, like, the self that she wants to be. Um, slow motion love potion I wrote it's like falling in love slowly then all at once which is a quote from The Fault in Our Stars oh. by John Green hi John Green love your work totally listening right now <laughs> for sure <laughs> what if one day he does Kat um, that would be iconic <laughs> that would be hi John jumping off things in the ocean so in False God we were stupid to jump in the ocean separating us gold gold rush she says so inviting i almost jump in so jumping into the ocean is seen as something that's foolish and risky um in all three of these examples mm -hmm. i broke his heart because he was nice 
for those of you at home, I'm doing the Florence Pugh frown. <laughs> We're frowning over here. I didn't write this down, but I think... <laughs> that's what I think. That's also what I think. It reminds me of... Oh, I think it's Suburban Legends, where she said, I broke his heart because he was too polite to, or something. Broke my own heart because you were too polite to do it. Yeah. And that's that's what this line is also saying. Um, she's not saying I broke his heart even though he was nice. She's saying I broke his heart because I had to, because he would never do it. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where like she wanted that pain. She wanted to go through that breakup, even though it was a hard thing, because overall it was going to be better for both of them and what they wanted in life. Yeah. He was sunshine. I was midnight. And I've touched on that earlier. He's this like golden retriever, bright, vibrant, warm, She's haunted late night insomnia, um, that sort of vibe. It's like a really clever way to just compare the two of their personalities love, and separate them because there's no sunshine and midnight do not ever coexist. Except in the North. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just have to be an asshole because as you know, I'm an asshole. Um, and then go back to the chorus with the rain. And I just wrote that literally every time the chorus goes, I, I, I like do the whip, like <laughs> unintentionally. Right. Like it's, it's like an alteration of the, the whip where I just like, I just, I just love this part. All right. Anyway, chorus choruses. Second verse. It came like a postcard picture, perfect, shiny family. Again, this perfect thing that she has on um, outside on pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, like when you look at someone's social media and you're like, wow, their life is great. And, and then you're like, maybe I'll catch up with them. And then you catch up with them. And they're like, yeah, I think I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh goodness. Um, the other thing about like a postcard holiday peppermint candy, it's like a Christmas card. So you show, could have had this family, could have had this thing that you send to all your friends and they put on the fridge to show these happy moments. But that's, mm-hmm. again, that's just not what she wanted. Yeah. Um, but for him, it's every day. That's ultimately what he wants and what he aspires to have um so i peered through a window and she's revisiting this relationship right now at at, on a midnight such as this and i just wrote like would have could have should have stained glass windows in my mind and death by a thousand cuts i look through the windows of this love um very similar just looking back on the relationship also funny how we've covered both of those songs silly little mom a deep portal time travel. Um, literally everything I just said, again, she is do- she's doing, she's calling it time travel. She's digging deep into her past to reflect on something that's already happened and something that she lost. And also like the moment of looking at a picture of your ex in their happy life and having this like time travel moment where you're like, would I be in that position? And would I be like the other smiling person on this Christmas card mm. if... I hadn't like broken up with them. I wonder if maybe this is like, now I send your baby's presents. Like maybe she's, Mm. she gets like, she actually sees this postcard of her former love's new family that he has. Yeah. And she says the love we unravel and the life I gave away. So like, that's what, again, what she could have had, but she chose not to have. Um, And she might, think about it she might maybe sometimes regret it a little bit um the greatest loves of all time are over now from the one and Mm. then also just like the back to december idea yeah where it's like there was nothing wrong it just wasn't right yeah love um somewhere i wrote this note and i don't know where it is so i'm going to say it now because i want to make sure i say it i'm sure that you've got a wife out there kids and christmas it's from right where you left me, which is a song about the narrator being left. But this is kind of the flip of that. Yeah. But it's still like, oh, oh, anytime you bring up right where you left me. What? Yeah. I mean, man, oh, man, that song. So now into the bridge. I guess sometimes we all get just what we wanted. So she's trying to accept the decision that she made. She chased the fame. She got it. She got what she wanted. He got what he wanted. But sometimes once we get what we want, it's it's not everything. Yeah. You realize that like the goalposts that you were chasing 
is actually not what you wanted and then the goalpost just moves and then you're just still chasing. He never thinks of me except when I'm on TV. So he thinks of her when he's literally shown her. So since she's famous, occasionally it's going to pop up since she's Taylor Swift. If we're talking, if, if this is about her actual life, then literally like you can't avoid Taylor Swift in the news no, right you now. Literally, it's impossible. Um, and Dorothea, a tiny screen's the only place I see you now. Also, I bet you think about me. But what makes this really sad? I have to end this on a downer. I'm sorry, but I do. Okay. What makes this really sad is that then the second part of the chorus, she says, sometimes we all get some kind of haunted and I never think of him except on midnights like this. She's saying he thinks of her occasionally when she's on TV. She thinks about him on her own accord in these late sleepless nights where she's still thinking about it. And he doesn't, he never thinks of her except when she's on TV and she's still thinking about it. She thinks about him every time that she's like, did I make the right choices in life to be here? When her depression works the graveyard shift and all the people she ghosted stands there in the room from antihero. Ouch. So it's just really, really sad. And, And then it just echoes midnights like this, midnights like this. Like she's thinking about it even now, even still. Um, sorry to end on a downer, but for the discussion question, this is kind of a goofy question. Okay. If we ever got famous, what do you think our exes would think about us? Huh. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what they think about me. I'm not in touch with most of my exes. I, I posed this question. I don't really have an answer either, but I think it's a fun thought experiment. Like, what would people think? What would they think? I feel like some of my exes would be like, good for you, get it. And then some of them would like try to cancel me for something. I had one. Not that I've done anything cancelable, but just like they seem like the type of person who might do that. <laughs> um, I had one person I dated who told me that I had no ambition. Um, Have they considered shutting the fuck up? (laughs) And I think that's pretty hilarious. At the time, I was really depressed. So, like, I guess I get it. But I think it's kind of funny that I'm literally the most ambitious person in the world. Like, literally, what? What? I never stop. I never stop stopping. (laughs) You never stop never stopping. Like, what? So, that'd be kind of fun. I think mostly, yeah, I don't know. Fun thought experiment. So, anyway, that's that. Hint songs for next week, Areno. My hint song is This Love by Maroon 5. My hint song is Getting Older by Billie Eilish. And this is our second to last episode in this apartment. So no no yeah. big thing yet. No big announcement yet. <sighs> yeah. So, so crispy high five? Crispy high five. Until next time, folks. Until next time. Oh, oh one and done. <laughs> Bam. I thought of a really sick burn the other day. <laughs> okay. It's not a sick burn. Let's it's a, it. a light curse. Um, when somebody does something and you just are really mad at them, you just, I hope that your peanut butter and jelly sandwich balance of peanut butter to jelly is never correct again. <gasps> wow. Isn't that scathing? That's really scathing. I thought that it's someone who tra- cut me off in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best kind of road rage. You just wish for something that would just make them a little unhappy like, for the I'm rest like, of their want, lives. Exactly. Like, I don't want you to like suffer, but like, I want you to be mildly inconvenienced always. Your socks are always a little damp. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite one. That, that one's evil. Horrifying. <laughs> He's this like bright golden. I'm using he, him pronouns. I guess it, I don't think pronouns are used in this. No, I was going to say he was sunshine. Oh, it, it literally just said he. <laughs> I was like, are you gaslighting me? <laughs> Once again, I can't read. <laughs> Every week I can't read. Every day I wake up. <laughs> illiterate. Every day I wake up illiterate. Uh <laughs> what? I literally don't know. <laughs>